And Tanner's going right for the pseudo seizure part. Nice. Hello and welcome to the EM Over Easy <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm Andy Little. We're already having issues. I'm Tanner Granowski. Drew Kelna. Oh, John Casey. Welcome, We're, John. Yeah, thank welcome, you, John. We're excited that you're willing to be up this early with us. Special guest it's today. Against, it's yeah. against my better judgment. It is against his better judgment. When was the last time you were up this early? <laughs> Willingly. Not for a Oh, shift. not for a paycheck? Um, <laughs> uh, 1976, <laughs> I think I had a doctor's appointment. My mom made me go. It's nice. Terrible. Very nice. Very was that nice. Fourteen day? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was a I was a night owl baby. I was like a three a.m. or much to my mom's chagrin. Nice. Don't worry. I was I was back in bed by seven. <laughs> so uh, Tanner wanted to go over a case um, that you thought would be good for us to talk about. Something you'd seen recently. Wait, Tanner saw a patient. Yeah. I've never oh, seen that before. Oh, well, he wasn't on ship with me then. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you're never working <laughs> with us. Uh, exactly. <laughs> this is my point. Proven. Um, no, my case was um, not too long ago, about a week back or so. We had a patient that came in, and I'm working at this place that I haven't worked at very often yet. Don't really know the, the frequent flyers or the, the people, but one of the attendings comes over to me and says, FYI, that patient you just picked up comes here a lot. Have fun. <laughs> It's like, okay, this would be great. It's the typical, not to get too in-depth on the case itself, but um, she uh, she has what she literally called uh, suedo seizures. And what that what happens is she has them at times and uh, and then comes in to have them evaluated. So she she came in because she had another suedo seizure at home. Husband is very concerned. Didn't, she may or may not have fallen off the bed. We're, we're not quite sure. Okay, my face looks like this because I'm not kidding. I saw this patient two days ago. What? <laughs> as a physician in triage at another hospital. <laughs> because I, in my head, I already, I already know exactly what this patient looks like and exactly what was wrong with them. And did you try and look up suedo seizure? There might be a suedo seizure epidemic in Columbus, Ohio. There could be. Are, sometimes the they're associated with chest pain. She, she did not have any chest pain. It was just a headache this time. But. Looking at her previous chart, though, she, she had. She didn't tell you that, though. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't tell you anything, did she? No, she did not. No. Um, That's sad. That's sad. We shared a patient across, across, the, across the many eons. Yes. Oh. Well, quite entertaining. I'm excited to hear about the rest of, of your I mean, diagnostic conundrum. Essentially, it comes down to someone, she obviously has a, a suedo seizure in the department to try to get secondary gain of some sort. Um, it's obviously not a real seizure. We all know the type. My question for you guys is how do you handle those kind of patients? What's your approach to the suedo seizure? Do you, do you just kind of go up to them? Do you, do you actually give them the, you know, fake Ativan? Do you give them, you know, what do you, what do you do to try to get them out of it, quote unquote, or do you just let it happen? And So I feel like uh, Drew's not being himself. It's pseudo seizure. So let's get that out there. We have to pronounce it right. Oh yeah. Sorry. Thank you. So I, these patients are tough, right? So I actually had well, a I thought this was a one. new medical illness that I was going to get educated on. I, that's why I was, I thought it was a new epidemic that I was going to be educated. I mean, this is cutting edge. Cutting edge. Um, so I actually had a similar, I had a, a, a male patient very similar to this within the last month. And the, pro, the bigger problem was is that 
I knew he had a pseudo-seizure. I let his nurse know he had a pseudo-seizure and said, hey, he has a history of these. If he has one, come get me so we can look at it. The problem was is that everybody else in the department didn't know he had pseudo-seizures. So he would have one, and they would call his code light. So this guy had his code light pulled three or four times within an hour, and I basically had to like almost go detach it you know, so people wouldn't do that. And it's, it really depends. So the, I think probably the bigger issue is some people with pseudo-seizures also have real seizures. So and people with real seizures have pseudo-seizures. Very true. I so it totally muddies the water. I could care less about the actual medical ones right now. I just want to talk about the ones that we know are fake and are definitely something that we need to be able to manage a little bit in the social realm of things. So, so I have to admit, a little bit of my grandpa comes out where I'm like, hey, hey, quit acting like fool. Quit acting like fool, buddy. And I kind of smacked him inside the face a little bit. <laughs> kind of like the old grumpy white person, okay. yeah. Um, but a little bit of like, hey, you know, smack, like kind of jar them a little bit, make sure that they're attentive, notice that their eyes change, ask them yes, no questions. All the things to kind of prove to me to make sure, one, it's a pseudo-seizure, and two, to be like, hey, you're having a pseudo-seizure, you need to wake up, bud. And then they'll be like, oh, oh I'm, I'm so sorry, I didn't know what's going on. So to me, it's more of just like a general arousal thing. Now I know that John has a very different um, uh, technique, which I've actually I've done a couple times and it's very effective. Um, it's mostly every time I've done it, I've gotten the weirdest looks from other staff members when I do it. That I just don't do it anymore. The, the tap dance on the glabella. Yeah. Yeah. Just a just a little finger tap on the glabella. People don't like having their glabella tapped. I don't know what it is. It must be rooting reflex or something. But but if you do a little little thump or two on the glabella, um, I, I will say this though, my. My pseudo-seizure seizure, um, threshold, I think, is it all has to do with the scenario that you plot me in, right? So I think maybe Tanner's question goes to what do you do when you walk into a room either not knowing ahead of time that the person has pseudo-seizures or there's some question. And so for those particular types of patients, actually treat them really pretty much the same, right? So I try and have a, a standard approach as much as I can to patients so I can offload some of the cognitive burden, right? And then when I really need to think, I haven't wasted my energy trying to figure out whether or not this was a real seizure when that's really not the problem. So my standard approach when I go into a room, particularly if there are family members there, um, are number one, I actually don't really say anything to begin with. I just kind of look at the patient and watch and observe what's going on. And then usually it's a matter of just acknowledging to the to the family, well, hey, it looks like there's some type of event going on. And I don't really call it a seizure or I think the pseudo. term they tend to use is uh, they're having a spell. They're having a spell, yes. There's 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 a spell at the moment. They done fell out. They didn't fell out. DFO. But the way I approach this, I basically say, well, interestingly, seizures really aren't dangerous for patients as long as their airway is protected. And fortunately, this, this person's airway is really secure. And that's, that's my specialty, is to make sure that, that all their vital functions are supported. So, so let's just kind of see how this plays out, or let's see what happens. Now, sometimes I'll drop motivational hints for the patient if I believe it to be a pseudo-seizure, like, well, you know, a seizure isn't really bad until their right finger starts twitching. And then if their right finger immediately begins to nudge at the remote, then, then I know that there's some cognitive processing going on. Or, or God is playing a cruel, cruel trick on me, which is also in the realm of possibilities. Um, 
but yeah, so so I just kind of treat them the same, and and I I find that in general um, there's a plague of atavanapenia in the uh, in the emergency department, and I don't really spend a lot of time trying to suss it out on those unknown patients. That's just my approach. I kind of do a little reassurance, let people know that seizures and pseudo seizures look a lot alike, and wow, they have an airway, so everything's great. And kind of move on with my day. I think if, if you don't know that they're a seizure versus pseudo-seizure, you treat them like a seizure, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> a, a dose or two of Ativan or, or whatever your seizure medication of choice is, is uh, better to only treat get, and be cautious than to until not you, treat until, somebody yeah, who truly Until you learn the clientele, exactly. right? But, but then there's, I think John kind of hinted, there's, there's this little stepwise approach. So like I kind of approach them as, how much do you want to play? Right. This is this is if, if it's truly a pseudo seizure, this is a game. Depends right? on how busy the department so, is. So I just pictured Drew going, "Do you want to dance? Well, Let's it's dance." It's basically the conversation I have in my head. So, like, if this is like, can I break this by shoving a little alcohol prep in your nose, or you know, crushing your your toe with a pen or something like that, and getting the reaction, not crushing, but you know, like that little pain reaction or glabella tap dancing, then great. Like, you're, you're not you're not a real player. You're you're like a a double A baseball player at this point, but. I mean, if, if you can resist that, then one of my favorite tricks, this also works for drunk and intoxicated and overdosed patients, is, is the nasal trumpet. <laughs> Anybody who will accept a nasal trumpet is somebody I have to, is either, I mean, all-star, or somebody I have to be really concerned about. So, and I err towards the side of, if I can put a nasal trumpet in and you don't flinch and, and fight me, then I need to be really worried about you. And usually all you have to do is tickle a nose hair and they come up swinging. So it's not even that I'm actually inserting the trumpet in anyone's nose. When it happens, then we know it's the real deal. And this is, by the way, differentiating pseudo-seizures from seizures is a great place for internal medicine. Um, you know the Harrison's book, the really thick, big <laughs> textbook? So one thing that is not suppressed... I bought a copy of it in med school. Right. So, so now you should use it. It keeps my bookshelf from tipping over because it provides a lot of weight on the bottom. It was when he was a student member of the ACOI. Lies. So, oh, lies. So you take the, the Harrison's textbook and you, you stand next to the patient looking up relevant information and then you slam it suddenly. And it turns out that in pseudo-seizure patients, the startle reflexes... Interestingly, not suppressed, so there is usually a, a jump or a startle or, you know, something something to help you out. It, it turns out that seizure patients don't so much care about books being slammed in their ear. Um, so I thought I read that somewhere. It, it, uh, it was actually in Harrison's, I think. That could be. Loud, loud snapping right in somebody's face is another, another possibility. Now, all of this also depends on what the clientele of the, of the family is. I mean, you, you have to kind of respect that too, right? I mean... It truly becomes a little bit of a game in showmanship with pseudo-seizure once you know this is pseudo-seizure because you don't, you need to address the patient that obviously there's psychological issues there, but you don't want to upset the family by being too aggressive and too rough with the patient. And that's just kind of a patient customer service kind of thing. Well, my whole thing too is I'm never rough with the patient in the text of trying to to beat them up. I mean, I don't really care that much. What I care about is knowing whether or not this is. So... So when I tap dance on your gobella and your eyes start twitching and blinking, that, that helps me out. Um, you know, when I, when I close the textbook really loud or drop it in the floor to dramatically save their airway, that, you know, is, is not done in the, in the context of, 
trying to harm the patient. It's 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 done in the context of. Now, in, in the case of saving their airway by dropping a textbook, is that billable as critical care time? Up until you actually start to perform the airway procedure, yes. Right. So that's because that's worried. a separate and billable procedure. Right. So so if we if, if you look at a pseudo seizure patient and you're actually preventing them from getting an advanced airway, I mean that that sounds like critical care to me. That so is like, absolutely. You need critical to start the time. clock and, and be documenting that kind of thing. That's I mean that that is. That's a, that's a tip for any new attending out there. Clock starts when crisis starts. <laughs> and I, I think probably the overriding thing is, is that once you realize it's a pseudo-seizure, and once you get them out of one, try to figure out what's going on. You know, I had the, unfor- I had the fortunate, or unfortunate, depending on what you want to look at it. I had a lady that came in, pseudo-seizing, knew typically when things were stressful. Suedo. seizing um, Typically when things are more stressful, um, we, we got her, we got her she, kind of three back-to-back, we watched her. Everything was fine. Um, she even admitted that they were her pseudo seizures. And then I said, "What's going on?" And then she just opened up, and it was, you know, her husband. Like, had like a sore throat. Not open. Oh, I thought there was a whole su- another part of the story that had been left out. No, and then and then she just opened up about how you know she had recently gone through a divorce, and she was in a custody battle with her kids, and she was having some thoughts of harming herself. And rather than me just kicking her to the curb as, oh, you're a pseudo-seizure, get out of here. So we get her resources, and she got, you know, the help that she really came for. Now, did you bring the social worker in with you when you started that conversation? So when she started to open the door, you can just push the social worker to the front of the bed, and you slowly moonwalk out? Because as soon as we get into those conversations, like, this is where I turn into the, you know, uh, Jack, and I won't say the last. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll be back. So let me get you some help, because I'm not the guy. No, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind letting patients cry around me. So um, maybe it's just because I got kids. You could get Ebola that way. If it's wet, not yours. If it's wet, it. not yours. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. It was it was, it was printed. I would say that was printed in the New York Times. That was Times. printed in the New York Times. So it's a fact. So I, I think that's the big issue: is try to figure out what the underlying reason is. Because there's typically a reason. It's usually a home stressor, or they're out of their medicine, or I mean, they typically come in with a need. And so once you delineate it's a pseudo seizure, you get them to stop, then figure out what the actual problem is. That is why Andy Little won Resident of the Year. Just saying. True. Well, we can we can come back full circle here. And I'll tell you the, the resolution and how I approached this one. The uh, uh, it was quite obvious this was a pseudo seizure, and uh, it was the the gain was I believe secondary for uh, lack of dilated or something along those lines is kind of what they were hinting at, both her and her husband. Um, but uh, my. My approach to this one is just because I didn't know the environment very well. I don't know the nurses that well. I didn't want to come off as a very, uh, you know, standoffish or something kind of stupid. I just took it very easy. Um, I started with uh, s- nice, subtle coaching, whispering nice things into the patient's ear. Um, essentially, good job, nice, slow, deep breaths. And it's amazing how when you start telling them to take slow, deep breaths, the instant reaction was to kind of take a deep breath, and then they go back to their shaking a little bit. and. And then the other thing is... Um, Are you saying that Lamaze yes. is not only for birthing, but is for suedo seizures? It is for suedo seizures. It's the new FOMED for suedo. Hashtag incredible. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, have you guys ever tried to do a pseudo seizure? If you tried to do a pseudo seizure, how long could you do full body shaking? 
<laughs> Not as long as some of these people can. Have you, have you ever seen me dance at a wedding? I'm pretty sure that's classified as a pseudo seat. <laughs> I've only ever seen you dance at a wedding in a, in a, in a dress. So. Eventually, you're going to tire out. So if you coach them, you know it's a pseudo seizure. You get some pretty good confidence. I'll let them ride it out for a while, see if they want to get themselves going. Tanner, you bring up a really interesting point that, that I never actually looked at it from that angle before. In all my years of doing EMS education, playing a patient, which you do a lot when you're in EMT class or EMT training, I never had the urge to fake a seizure. And I could actually recall a time someone said, you should fake a seizure. And I just kind of went, no, that's, that's just not going to happen. I don't, I don't see any set of circumstances under which I would actually be lying on the floor shaking um, were I not to actually be having a seizure. I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, interesting. I never thought about it, but yeah, that's... It's, it's not easy. A full body shaking is not something you can do for a sustained amount of time. That seems like a tremendous waste of energy. Exactly. So if, if you want to slow play, I think it's fine. Or a new workout. Did they come up with that? Wasn't it that shake stick? Shake weight? Yeah. That was like, I mean, that's just one arm. Well, some, some, of, some of the suedo seizures I've seen are just one arm. When they, when they get tired out, it's usually the one without the IV. Because sometimes flexing the arm can delay administration of certain medications. So, and if, particularly if it's been a hard stick, it's better if there are other arm shakes. We call that a focal suedo seizure. <laughs> well, so the suedo seizure thing, we got we to gotta circle back to that for just a second. So that phrase really did have the nurse stumped. Because the husband said, because the, the wife would say nothing because she was in the throes of a suedo seizure. And when the triage nurse was asking, what, sir, what is wrong with your wife? Why is, she, why is she not talking? And why are you not more concerned about this? He said, oh, well, this is just one of her suedo seizures. And so the, the nurse actually starts to look up suedo seizure, but not knowing how to spell it, because it sounds as if it should start with an S or perhaps a C, she could not find any information on the suedo seizures. So she asked the, the husband to describe what a, what a suedo seizure oh, is. And no. he, he gave a great <laughs> description. He goes, well, sometimes she just won't talk. And, and sometimes she twitches. And, and sometimes she just starts talking incoherently. And, and, and sometimes I don't know what she's going to do next. Which I think is probably <coughs> one of the best definitions of a pseudo seizure that I've ever heard. It's actually in Harrison's who, quote for quote who, right there. Who knows what they're going to do next? Let's just stand and watch for a minute and see what happens. <laughs> so, so, so he actually did a good job of describing. But, yeah, Suedo versus Suedo. Suedo.